0: No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible.
1: Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Darryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where the Lord will judge His rebellious people, but His servants shall dwell in the land to be blessed. God will create new heavens and a new earth. We hope you join us as Pastor Darryl continues in Isaiah chapter 65 on Simply the Bible.
0: In chapters 63 and 64, Isaiah cries out to the Lord for his salvation, even though he knows that Israel has sinned and is not worthy. Chapter 65 is God's response to Isaiah's prayer. I was sought by those who did not ask for me. I was found by those who did not seek me. I said, here I am, here I am to a nation that was not called by my name. Because of Israel's unbelief and disobedience, God would seek the Gentiles. Now, the Apostle Paul wrote to the Romans that God sought to make his own people jealous because of their unfaithfulness. Romans ten nineteen says, I will provoke you to jealousy by those who are not a nation. I will move you to anger by a foolish nation. Then Paul quotes this verse in Isaiah. I was found by those who did not seek me. I was made manifest to those who did not ask for me. The Gentiles. Verse 2. I have stretched out my hands all day long to a rebellious people who walk in a way that is not good. According to their own thoughts, a people who provoke me to anger continually to my face, who sacrifice in gardens and burn incense on altars of brick who sit among the graves and spend the night in the tombs, who eat swine's flesh and the broth of abominable things is in their vessels, who say, keep to yourself, do not come near me, for I am holier than you. These are smoke in my nostrils, a fire that burns all the day. Now God stretched out his hands all day long, waiting with loving and open arms for his wayward children to come back to him. But instead, they provoked the Lord to anger by their flagrant idolatry, sacrificing in the gardens and burning incense to other gods. They sat among the graves and spent the night in tombs. Necromancy describes the practice of conjuring spirits of the dead for the purposes of revealing the future or influencing the course of events. But these practices were forbidden by God. Now, as his holy people, God gave them a kosher diet. They were forbidden to eat pork, but they ignored God's law and ate it anyway. They also drank the broth of unclean things. They may have thought that since they weren't actually eating the unclean meat that they were getting away with it, But God looks at our motives as well as our actions. They were disobedient, yet they considered themselves superior to others. They snubbed strangers and foreigners, saying, Keep to yourself, do not come near me, for I am holier than you. But God said, These are smoke in my nostrils and a fire that burns all day. Matthew Henry wrote, Nothing in men is more odious and offensive to God than a proud conceit of themselves and contempt of others. For commonly, those are most unholy of all that think themselves holier than any. Verse 6. Behold, it is written before me, I will not keep silence, but will repay, even repay into their bosom. Your iniquities and the iniquities of your fathers together, says the Lord, who have burned incense on the mountains and blasphemed me on the hills. Therefore, I will measure their former work into their bosom. The Lord has said that vengeance belongs to him and it is his to repay. The day of reckoning would finally come. Now, God is patient and slow to bring judgment, but we must never mistake his patience for his approval. God judges according to the things that we have done. And that's why it's so important for us to confess our sins and turn from them so that God will forgive us and forget. Thus says the Lord, as the new wine is found in the cluster and one says, do not destroy it for a blessing is in it. So will I do for my servant's sake that I may not destroy them all. I will bring forth descendants from Jacob and from Judah an heir of my mountains. My elect shall inherit it and my servants shall dwell there. Sharon shall be a fold of flocks, and the valley of Achor a place for herds to lie down, for my people who have sought me. Now, even though many of them deserve God's judgment, he would save a remnant. Now, this will happen during the millennial kingdom, and God will sift them. He uses the metaphor of a grapevine with one cluster of grapes. The vine dresser may think that it is not worth keeping the branch for a single cluster. But someone says, do not destroy it for a blessing is in it. Likewise, God will not destroy the entire nation. He will find good and save some. He would save the descendants of Jacob because of his promises to the patriarchs. Now, the Valley of Achor was the place where Achan and his family were judged when he took of the devoted things in Jericho and hid them with his own stuff. Acor means trouble. But in the future, the valley of Acor will be a place for herds to lie down. In the place where Israel once experienced trouble, God will give them hope. They will sing for joy in the place where they once had mourned. God is able to give us beauty for ashes and turn our troubles into gold. He takes those places of failure and sadness and turns them into places of hope, joy and singing for those who trust in him and who serve him. But you are those who forsake the Lord, who forget my holy mountain, who prepare a table for Gad and who furnish a drink offering for money. Therefore, I will number you for the sword and you shall all bow down to the slaughter. Because when I called, you did not answer. When I spoke, you did not hear, but did evil before my eyes and chose that in which I do not delight. Those living in Isaiah's day had forsaken the Lord by forgetting the temple in Jerusalem and offering sacrifices in the high places. They prepared a table for Gad, which means fortune, and a drink offering For mani, which means destiny. And there is a play on words here because mani can also be translated number. So because they gave a drink offering to the God number, God would number them for the sword. Because they bowed down to destiny, God would cause them to bow down to the slaughter. God sent prophets to them to warn them and call them back to himself, but they paid no attention. They turned a deaf ear to the Lord's voice and gave themselves over to do their evil. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, behold, my servants shall eat, but you shall be hungry. Behold, my servants shall drink, but you shall be thirsty. Behold, my servants shall rejoice, but you shall be ashamed. Behold, my servants shall sing for joy of heart, but you shall cry for sorrow of heart and wail for grief of spirit. God will make a distinction between his faithful servants and those who committed idolatry. Often, when people backslide, they say how happy they are. True, there are pleasures of sin for a season, but that season soon ends. Then those who have turned away from the path will look upon the righteous. The righteous will eat, drink, rejoice, and sing, while they will be hungry, thirsty, ashamed, And cry for sorrow. You shall leave your name as a curse to my chosen, for the Lord God will slay you and call his servants by another name. So their name would become a byword, but God's servants would be called by another name. It's interesting that in the book of Acts, the servants of the Lord in Antioch were called Christians. So that he who blesses himself in the earth shall bless himself in the God of truth. And he who swears in the earth shall swear by the God of truth because the former troubles are forgotten and because they are hidden from my eyes. So in the future, those who bless themselves will bless themselves by taking an oath in the God of truth, the Lord, rather than in the names of their false gods. And God will forget all of these former things, their former idolatrous ways. For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered or come to mind. Isaiah mentions this several times in his book. It's a wonderful thing. It will happen after the millennial reign of Christ where God creates new heavens and a new earth. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem as a rejoicing And her people a joy. I will rejoice in Jerusalem, and joy in my people. The voice of weeping shall no longer be heard in her, nor the voice of crying. And no more shall an infant from there live but a few days, nor an old man who has not fulfilled his days. For the child shall die one hundred years old, but the sinner, being one hundred years old, shall be accursed. So, what will happen during this millennial period, there will be people who survive the tribulation period and enter into this millennial reign of Christ and they will even have children. And so those people will be born, but it will be a lifespan as it was prior to the flood where people would live like 800, 900 years old. And so it's just going to be a whole new order of things. Now, Those of us who are either raptured or we die and then uh, have our resurrected bodies, we will have immortal bodies, so we won't be dying, but uh, there will be those that are born during that period and they will live a long life. They shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat for as the days of a tree so shall be the days of my people and my elect shall long enjoy the work of their hands. It's interesting that we were in the Garden of Gethsemane in Israel here recently, and there are olive trees there that they think are a thousand years old. And so as the days of a tree, so will be the days of man. They shall not labor in vain, nor bring forth children for trouble, for they shall be the descendants of the blessed of the Lord and their offspring with them. And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are speaking, I will hear. So before there was this interruption in the communication, God was speaking, but they weren't listening because sin was cutting them off. But in the millennial kingdom, it's going to be such that you just think something and then the answer is there. God is answering his people. There will be this un broken communication the wolf and the lamb shall feed together the lion shall eat straw like the ox and dust shall be the serpent's food they shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountains says the lord so this whole new order of nature where the wolf and lamb feed together and the Snakes won't hurt anymore. so ladies, you don't need to worry about snakes anymore. They won't be poisonous, they won't hurt on God's holy mountain. It's going to be an awesome place to live and I don't want to miss it. I'm looking forward to this. and you should be too.
1: You've been listening to simply the Bible, the through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify and please leave us a review. Next week we will see that Isaiah concludes his book by commending the contrite and rebuking hypocrisy. The Lord will vindicate His people and bring indignation on His enemies. We hope you'll join us as we continue teaching through God's Word on Simply the Bible.